Welcome back to another episode of Suds and Cinema. My name's Kyle. I'm Jacob. This is episode 119, and today we are reviewing Marcel the Shell with Shoes On. And uh, if you couldn't tell already, Josh isn't here. So we're going to have a vibe cast. And we have uh, two special guests. Well, one special guest, one not so special guest. I'll let you decide <laughs> who is who. Yeah, that's your choice. Um, Travis... You know him from Cinephiles Digest, but you love him from our premium episodes. <laughs> Travis, what's up? Hello, hello. And making her debut appearance in the podcasting world, it's Alyssa, my Hi. girlfriend. <laughs> but does she have vamping down yet? I don't think any of us have vamping down <laughs> yet. I like to just be really quiet until somebody else <clears throat> speaks. So listeners, if uh, you want to be a guest on the show, just ask Travis or Alyssa. You just have to sleep with one of the hosts. (laughs) That's true. I'm going to come. So how's everybody doing? I am doing swell. Anything new we need to cover? Not really, actually. We don't do much, do we, outside of this? I mean, outside of things that I already talk about all the time. Climbing. Yeah, it's, that's basically, I either do this, watch movies, or climb. Well, Josh went to Chicago. If he was here, he could tell us about his trip, yeah. but uh, we'll have to wait for next week. So You guys went somewhere, didn't you? Didn't you do something? Nope. We went up north. Yeah, we went to Harrison. <laughs> I mean, so that was something. Yeah, it wasn't anything special. We didn't special, do anything. Yeah. <laughs> we, went, we went boating yesterday. So See? Boating. He said nothing. There you go, I guess. <laughs> what a liar. Normal summer Michigan activities. Nothing to report. <laughs> Travis did something. I did. I went camping this weekend. Went up to Bay Bridge, if you're familiar with that. It's uh, in the northwest Washington region. And uh, oh, I thought you were talking fun. about like San Francisco area. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Bay Bridge. The San Francisco <laughs> Bay Bridge. No, well, it's just like a state park on the coast. But it was pretty fun. Pretty standard uh, little camping trip with uh, Chelsea and her mom and Chelsea's mom's husband. Went to a couple breweries. Well, no. Yeah, actually, yeah, we did go to two breweries. <laughs> uh, Chuckanut Brewery, which is like a German-American hybrid. And then um, this one called Garden Path Fermentation. They're more like a Seems like they do a lot of like barrel aged sours and saisons and stuff. Not really my favorite. Yeah. A lot of funky, oh. earthy flavors. <laughs> well, I like those. Any dusty beers? Yeah, anything dusty though. Mm, no, very earthy. Mm, too bad. Florally though. Any standout beer. beers? I did get a bottle of beer because uh, Garden Path has a bottle shop in conjunction with their brewery, and um, I got something from. A, Degarde. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but uh, Probably apparently not. they make some banger um, sours, kind of similar to what Garden Path does, like wild ales and you know shit like that. But uh, they're supposed to be really good, so I'm excited to check that one out. I think the one I got has like a 4.5 on Untapped. Oh, huge! It's gonna be hit <laughs> three ratings, but like. Four and a half. <laughs> they loved it. Yeah, those three people. Now, actually, uh, Matt told me about them, and um, I think they're pretty sought after. So, mm. well, cool. Yep. 
All right. Well, speaking of beer, you're ready to get into our featured beer. I sure am. It is my anniversary of it. All right. Yeah. I guess Jacob drinks this every year um, in honor of what? I don't know. August. August. <laughs> um, Another okay, cool. August down. It was my pick, but uh, my choices were narrowed down. Uh, Travis had some beers to drink, so we settled on Delirium Red, which is a fruit beer from the Delirium hyphen Hugh Brewery. It's probably just Hugh. Probably just Hugh. <laughs> it's a uh, Hugh, <laughs> which is of course out of Mel Vlanderen, Belgium. Obviously, if you didn't know. Uh, yeah, this is a pretty. I mean, the bottle is kind of iconic, right? Like everybody knows the delirium pink when they see it. Yeah. yeah, pink elephants. I wonder why they chose that originally. It's a good question. We should probably know that. Should probably look it up while I read this description. Um, color and sight: deep, dark red color. Yeah, they with like a light. describe everything about it. <laughs> like separate into sections. Mm, yes, they do. With a light pink, compact, and lacing head. Very specific. Scent, soft, fruity aroma with hints of almond and mildly sour cherries. Flavor, sweet and fruity with a nice balance between sweet and sour. An excellent dessert beer. So, I love dessert beers. So, yes, you do. (laughs) So, I have had Delirium Tremens before. Which is great. Which is good. Yeah. Which I thought, actually, yeah, I think. Actually, wait, I I think I like Nocturnum better. Yeah, I haven't had. Nocturnum. This will be my second Delirium beer. Delirium Tremens. I checked in at a three point seven five, which is pretty good. Yeah, but I think I had I think I had higher expectations for it. Yeah, me too. I I mean, I think that's where I I think that's where I rated around too. Actually, yeah. Not let's see. Out of all of them, Tremens is the highest. Then Nocturnum, and this is actually the lowest rated. That's so. I did uh, find out why it's a pink elephant. Okay, let's hear it. (laughs) So it's called. Seeing pink elephants. It's literally a euphemism for drunken hallucination caused by alcoholic hallucinosis, or also called delirium tremens. So, the, so this isn't knocking off Dumbo. Dumbo is taking from that yeah, that, that saying. Know, saying or whatever story. Okay. Yeah. So delirium tremens, which is the name of that beer, is what is seeing pink elephants. What a cool fact. Yeah. The more now, you know. on the bottle, it says since 1654. So these guys have been making beer for 400 years? Well, they are from Belgium, so. That I don't know that would add means. up for sure. <laughs> what does that mean to me, Jacob? They have such ancient breweries there. Like, this is probably like a young one. Listeners. <laughs> yeah. Enlighten. They have, they have the monastery beers that they make, too, that are probably much older than that, too. Like the Trappist right. beers, Those yeah. Trappist really sales dusty. made from the monks. Those are dusty. In the Actually, best I way. did see so that um, back to that Garden Path Brewery, they had um, bottles from all over the world, and they did have some Trappist ales on their shelf. Trappists are good. One? Yeah, I like okay. Trappist. We but had I mean, a Trappist basically uh, just Belgians. on the show. Yeah, it's yeah. a but it's it's but specifically it's, made in a monastery. That's yes. the only difference. And using their yeah. recipe. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, though, it tastes like a Belgian. Yes. It's like like if I had a Trappist beer next to a Belgian, it's actually made by monks, but they can't drink it. So they, they don't know what it tastes like, I guess. 
Yeah. How do you, yeah. What chef doesn't taste their own food? They've just been following the same recipe. Blindly. And the way they get around it. I think we talked about this last time Yeah, because like drinking is bad, right? For in religions, some, many. But how they get around is they use the money to help fund the church. Ah. Something like that. But so they're only allowed to make so much every year. And then every, that's it. Cool. Also, nothing to add. Have an uh, original thought. Come on. <laughs> I, do, right. I do remember listening to the episode where you talked about that. So, And now bringing it back. I mean, according to Kyle, I don't listen to the podcast, even though I do. So, She only listens to the ones where... That I kn- know the movie. movie yes. That's, that's fair. Or if we watch it together. All right. Let's crack into this. Oh, you have cans? I have a bottle. Yeah. Yeah, I bought a four-pack, so. Smells very fruity. Very fruity. Sour. We ain't that straight. Very fruity. (laughs) Any dust? It's so sweet. It is really sweet. It's like... It is very sweet. It's so sweet. Mm. It's good, though. That's why it's a dessert beer. Uh, I would say, yeah, as I say, that I can see why it's classified as that. It almost tastes like they raspberries. Label it, label it oh, maybe that's the elderberry. Like elderberry. juice. Yeah. <laughs> With like a slight hint of Belgian. Mm-hmm. Beer yeah. <laughs> so, Spot on. <laughs> Spot on. Though, yeah, this crushability, though. I would say pretty low for me. What? This is, like <laughs> this, is this is a reason this is There's like a dessert a beer. It's very sweet. Yeah, this is way too sweet to chug. Yeah, but it's so I easy could to crush drink. one of these. Yeah, crush. easy to drink. But yeah, the question is how many do you order? One. Like if you're thirsty. One and done. One and done. <laughs> if you're thirsty, this could hydrate you. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys ever have a juicy juice growing up? Juicy juice, juicy, juicy juice, juice. Like, yeah. the, like the the little, juice, fruit juice. I actually uh, don't little, know like, what that is. Can or not can, like the little cartons of juice, like the little boxes. Oh, they're like in the plastic like barrels with the foil. Maybe similar, top. like treetop, but no, 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 like, no. Oh, that's not juicy like juice. juice I know that's what you're talking juicy about. Juice. Juicy juice is the brand. Yes, but juicy juice didn't make the be- the barrels with the tin foil tops. No, that was something else. Juicy juice, juicy juice was like. It was like a car, yeah, like a like a square, oh, like a juice box. Yeah, a juice box. Did it come in cans? Maybe. Apparently, at one time it did because that's what came up when I looked it up. Okay, Anyways, I know what you're talking this about. This tastes now. like juicy juice. <laughs> oh yeah, who the fuck cares? I, I care, Kyle. <laughs> who cares what it I came do? In? Remember this now? Do they still make this? <laughs> I don't know. It looks like apparently they, they do. It looks right. like they do. They're brand yeah, new. Yeah, now it just comes in like cartons. Healthier. <laughs> they definitely it make. They definitely healthy. have Let's it. Let's be in... fair. Juice is never healthy. It's <laughs> just sugary <laughs> drinks that you can give to kids, and you're like, "This is better in pop." But is yeah. it? Mm, not really. <laughs> Still like. But they want the perception kilo of sugar looking in it. healthy. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, "Look at the vitamins. Ignore the seventy grams of sugar." Made with 1% juice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like contains no fruit juice. What is this then? 
I've had times like when I was serving tables where parents would order their kid a lemonade or a juice and then ask me to put like half water in it. Oh, yeah. really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty common. I just liked water growing up, Dang. but I was not. <laughs> I was weird. I liked water, tea and coffee. As a child? Yeah. I've been drinking Drink coffee, coffee since like kindergarten. Yeah. Wow. I, stri- uh, oh, I started, well, I liked coffee at a young age. I didn't start drinking it regularly, but if I could, I yeah, would always get coffee. See? I'm not I didn't like coffee until like... I moved out of my parents. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I don't like coffee College today. definitely kick-started like, the, the addiction, but mine just went I always like, liked it in up. progression, like levels. It started out like, <laughs> oh, let's cream in it. And then it was like a little bit less, a little bit less. And then by the time I got to high school, I was like, just give it black. In college, I got into Red Bull, and then I was Ugh. like, this is not good for me, so now I've been drinking coffee. Yeah, I don't like Red Bull. So, Jacob, you've it's always had good. a refined palate? Is that what you're telling is us? Is that refined? Coffee? I just like you bitter. You coffee at <laughs> kindergarten? I just like the I taste of bitter. Okay, maybe mature. How about a mature palate? I'll take it. Yes. Coffee and beer. Mm. Both acquired tastes. Yeah. Um, okay, didn't mention the IBU temper uh, 10 IBUs and 8% ABV on oh, this. Good ABV, yeah, you don't taste a lot of that, though. so yeah, pretty strong for how fruity it tastes. And it's uh, like a tall boy, so yep. And we have another can, nice. I guess we could give it to Dum Dum over there. Should have had him drink his fucking can and give his thoughts on it. Oh, well, too late, <laughs> too late. He's gone. We're Go literally. Go in his apartment right now, but he's too far away. Yeah, too far. <laughs> you have to set up a whole other mic. It's just it's too much work. <laughs> That's man. sitting there set up already. Yeah. Fuck that. All right. Anything else on uh, Delirium Red? Pretty good. Definitely the worst of the three, though, I would say. Well, I haven't had Nocturnum yet, but I think this is pretty good. I think I like Nocturnum best, but I, I could think be wrong. The more I'm drinking it, the more I'm liking it. At first, it was like really sweet, but. I'm liking it more now. What did we settle on for crushability? We have to have come to a consensus here. What's the? I'll like, say four point five scale? for myself. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. Out of five. Yeah. Out of five. Crushability. Okay. Uh, I'm going with two and a half. Oh. I'm gonna agree. Two, two and, and a half? half. Yeah. I'm gonna go four. I mean, I'm gonna drink it straight down, but I do that with everything. Who can do math in their head? I certainly cannot. Two and a half. Two, hold on. I got this. Two and a half plus two and a half Let's is five. Five plus what? Five plus four. point five plus four divided by four. Three point three seven five crushability. Rounded up to three and a half crushability. I think that's pretty reasonable, actually. Okay. <laughs> it's pretty fair. Yeah, I think that's pretty good. Great for this. All right, so three and a half crushability. Word. What are you going to rate on untapped, though? Probably about what I gave it last time. Three, seven, Actually, five. I liked it. This, actually, it turns out I liked it the best of the three last time. Je- fucking walking contradiction here. Yeah. Well, apparently my taste has changed. I would say 3.75. That's what I gave it last time. Uh, I think now I'm going to change it. I prefer like a fruited sour over this. This still has like a kind of like a uh, metallic taste to it that I don't love. Just a hint See, I like it. the hint of Belgian to it. I like that about it. Mm-mm. That's Give the it best part of it. 
The fruited yeah, sour can fruit be juice. too much. That can be like too much, like just straight juice. This has like a hint of beer in it. Yeah, this alive. is definitely a beer taste still. Like those yeah, like, don't taste like beer. Sour notes. This isn't sour. It's not supposed you? to be a sour. I think I it's I'm pretty tart from the cherry though. It says mildly sour cherries. That's it. It does it's have kind sweet. of a, a sour taste from the cherries, I think. Yeah, it like shacks my tongue. Yeah, just but it would be very bit. mild. Yeah. Compared to a no, mild thing. I think it is mild. There's yeah. just like a. But it's there. Yeah. Okay. Take your average Great Notion sour. It's more sour than this. Or any other sour. Yes. Beer sour. Doesn't even have to be specific to Great Notion. Y- yes, but that's. You're saying you're putting this fruit beer up against a sour that's the whole style the, is, the sour. Name is sour. Yeah, the I'm name saying, is sour. I'm saying what I prefer. I'm not saying this needs oh, okay. to have okay. our element, you fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you fuck. Thank you, Daddy. I love you, Dad. <laughs> right. For one fucking second. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You guys ready to talk about this piece of shit? <laughs> well, I do have a couple uh, preamble topics I thought we could get oh, into. Boy. I don't know if we want to do that before. Is this part of the feature? It is, um, well, let's, one let's, is let's... kind of related to it, and then the other one is brief. But I think that might play better in like the what we've been watching or not watching section. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so is it about the movie or not? <laughs> Stop being so cryptic hey, and just when, answer. Whenever not you think... Okay, when you whenever you think it'll work best, just bring it up, okay? <laughs> yeah, whenever you feel. Okay. It. So, let's let's get into our featured review here. We're talking Marcel the Shell with shoes on. Marcel the Shell with shoes on is written and directed by Dean Fleischer Camp, uh, also written by Elizabeth Holm, Nick Paley, and Jenny Slate. It stars Jenny Slate, Dean Fleischer Camp, Isabella Rossellini, and Joe Gabler. Plot synopsis reads, feature adaptation of the animated short film interviewing a mollusk named Marcel. Let's take a listen to a clip. This is my stockpile. All right, so we got your basics here. I got a couple of almonds. I have a dozen peanuts. It's basically your dry goods. We got a craisin with raisins, but the craisin sits to the side because it is a treat. Uh, is, is this an inhaler? It's like... It's like a slide or something. Like, I don't even actually know Where what Where did you is. get that from? From one of the people that stayed here for a night. What? Did, did you take anything from me? Oh. What is wrong with you? I didn't know. All right. What did you guys think of Marcel the Shell with shoes on? Let's uh, start with our guest here. We should go. So me? Alyssa first. Well, Travis is also a guest, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm used to going he's... last on this show and <laughs> yeah. going first, but right, I will well, go in whatever order Kyle wants me to. I guess I guess I'll go first. Um I'm a little nervous. I don't really know what to say about it, but I loved it personally. I do have a question for Jacob and Travis. Louder? Bring your mic closer. Oh, sorry. I do have, so I loved it, but I do have a question for Jacob and Travis. Can I guess did you what the guys... question is? Yes. <laughs> did we cry? I mean, I did want to ask that too, but no. <laughs> <laughs> Travis like, because I didn't. I cried. <laughs> so, no, but did you guys watch the short that was on YouTube in 2010, back in 2010 when it came out? I did not. 
I had never not. heard of this until now. And then when I looked at the movie, those came up and I was like, oh, okay. this existed before. So that's why I'm here because I was telling Kyle that I think that your opinion, well, anyone that hasn't seen it back in 2010, their opinion is going to be a lot different than someone that did watch that back when it came out. Because I feel like a lot of the things that I liked about it were very, it was because of like the nostalgia of it watching that 12 years ago and it being a huge thing on YouTube and then the movie and a lot of the jokes I made Kyle watch the short on YouTube I think Friday night and Mm -hmm. a lot he was he didn't like it because a lot of the jokes were the same but then for someone like me who watched that back in 2010 that's something that I liked about it is that it wasn't completely different and a lot of the things were the same but then it kind of added a lot to what was um in the short film back in 2010 and it created an actual story so I really liked it personally because of that and I think that my review is kind of biased because I saw the short film but I feel like that's kind of a valid opinion to have yeah sounds like a huge nostalgia boner yeah pretty (laughs) much (laughs) Travis did you say you did or sorry I missed the answer I did not see the shorts back when they came out and okay. i was i was not aware of them but i was made aware of them <laughs> i think it was on chelsea's 30th birthday she was really drunk obviously <laughs> and uh we had we like rented a house in port angeles washington and had a bunch of people you know rent the house or whatever and uh chelsea was really drunk and i think just the way she was talking or acting was like made someone think of marcel the shell and i was like what are you guys talking about and then they were like oh my god we have to watch him so we immediately watched him so travis thought it watched was all funny and clever or whatever so uh yeah i thought it was oh are we leading into my thoughts here yeah you can go ahead. yeah it's a nice right. segue perfect. Yeah, perfect. well until you did that but yeah. it was a nice segue <laughs> yeah you- sure. i blew it uh what did it refer to <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, I was excited for this movie to come out, and I did like the movie quite a bit overall. I don't really have many negative things to say about it, but there are a few things that are holding it back for me, and I do feel like a lot of the love for this movie is coming from like the nostalgia or just like, you know, just knowing of the... uh, the original that it was based on and then also like the emotional through line or maybe like some of its themes or messages i think some of that stuff really resonated for people and i think some of that worked for me but i don't think it worked fully and that's where i kind of have some problems with it and also i feel like it um kind of lost steam as it was going are we good yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> Because uh, I will say, I thought the first like fifteen or twenty minutes was <laughs> awesome. Like I thought it was hilarious mm-hmm. and clever. And then as it went on, it just felt less funny and less clever. Um, and so yeah, I, overall, I liked it quite a bit, but I didn't quite love it. Okay. Yeah. So I actually did not see, and I still have not seen the short film. So I did plan on watching them. I guess, but if they're the same and not worth watching, then maybe 
I won't. But I, I had, it. <laughs> yeah, I liked it a lot. Actually, I had no nostalgia going in for it, so I can speak from just this one viewing. So because of that, I thought I agree with Travis. It did lose its steam for me quite a bit. I was laughing quite a bit in the beginning, but then after I got used to the humor of it, it didn't didn't keep me there. And then I it almost felt kind of long by the end of it but i thought the animation looked great i know it's like i'm guessing it's stop motion mm-hmm. or see it didn't look cg to me i'm pretty sure it's stop motion yeah it's yeah. stop motion maybe they add the blinks into it through mm-hmm. cg and the mouth movements but like comparatively of- to when you watch the originals it's um obviously has a budget behind it but it looks a lot better than the original youtube shorts does it know. yeah <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying. I mean, the guy is the director's an animator, right? So, yeah, yeah. I mean, just on the animation, real quick. I think the way it integrated with live action was pretty seamless. I mean, obviously, yeah. you can tell what was animated and what wasn't, but it didn't ever really like take me out. No, completely. I did notice that sometimes when like they would hand them like uh, not like a match or like a tissue and then when they got a hold of it it kind of moved differently yeah of course but it still looked good it didn't (laughs) take me out of it but getting nitpicky there were some things that did (laughs) bother me that i'd overanalyze but it's fine we can i don't know if that's is there really anything to spoiler on this um some plot points yeah you could say i mean if you're talking about the whole plot of the movie what is his objective by the end of it i don't know like yeah. If you think yeah. re- re- him reaching that objective or not is spoiler, then yeah, mm. you'd say. I feel sure. like the plot you could definitely spoil, especially coming from someone that's all the shorts, because the short, it's pretty much just all the one-liners and jokes from Marcel. It doesn't really have any of the story or the background or any of his family in it. So I feel like that could definitely spoil it. Yeah. Well, I... the. And I thought the writing, I mean, I don't know how much of it now came from the shorts versus what was original for this, but I did think a lot of the writing just, there's a lot of poignant points, right? Like it was just all these that lines. stuff is <clears throat> new. Yeah. Cause the shorts are, they're only three minutes and it's more like it is. I think it's more just like jokes mm. kind of like, cause there's definitely jokes. some lines that stand out in this that I'm just like, Ooh, that was powerful. <laughs> And, yeah. and there was definitely a few of those, quite a few of those throughout the movie. And even the end was really powerful for me. I know it depends on the person and how it resonates with you, but it did those. I mean, I didn't cry, but I did feel like it did leave me thinking about the outlooks. Even like early on, he said, you know why I smile so much? Because it's worth it. You know, it was just like. Yeah, that part was cute, and I don't think that's in the shorts at all. Yeah. So I really liked that part, too. Yeah, it could be, like, such a small thing you could take on the face value of just saying, like, he's an innocent person, and so he just likes smiling. But you could also take a lot more from that and, like, your personal view on it. Mm-hmm. And maybe, you know, fake it till you make it. Fake smiling even when you're down, and maybe you'll feel better. Or maybe smiling all the time brings more people to see you differently so they interact with you more versus if you had like a resting bitch face or something so if you're always smiling that just could open doors to you to a lot more experiences so that could be why it's worth it to him 
So, and there was like a lot of little things like that. Mm. So you didn't cry. I didn't. But did you come? Oh, yeah. Okay, I will say, okay, <clears throat> story time. I come to my corner. Kyle's corner. Um, all right, we went to this movie on Thursday night. Uh, long day work. Woke up pretty early, earlier than normal, I should say. Um, didn't make it until the 9.15, which Oof. doesn't sound late, but... <laughs> I was 9:15 exhausted. Night. Yep, was supposed to play some Apex, didn't make it. But so he was very salty about that going into it. <laughs> no, no, no. I was just exhausted. Okay, and I tried my best to stay awake, and I was Uh-oh. dozing at a couple parts. So I think I only missed one or two things, br- pretty briefly, but I will okay, say that no, mi- you missed the most important part of the movie. <laughs> Debatable. Um, <laughs> I will make that debate later <laughs> because make- it is a spoiler. So we'll get into it later. Okay, sure. Um, no, <laughs> I I don't know if it like affected my my enjoyment of it being so tired and whatnot. But I I think it's pretty like overly sentimental and cute, kind of like for the sake of it. I I do like some of the things that you guys touched on the points the. The, the poignant moments, the uh, viewing the world through um, the eyes of a child, you know, Marcel's like a kid and like the moment where they go out of the house and he says like, like he thinks, you know, this is like the whole world. And he's like, no, this <laughs> is like, like not like, even a blip. On all the radar. He's yeah. Like, no. Yeah. <laughs> Stuff like that. You know, there's, there's great moments in it, but as far as like an hour and a half movie, I don't feel like it is worthy of that. Like, I feel like they, expanded this short to to try to make something more of it and didn't really need to be made into an hour and a half movie honestly the whole like other people aspect of it in his life you could have just cut that out for me (laughs) i'm like when is this gonna because i knew because i had seen the trailer and i knew that was gonna come yeah like is this gonna be like a major part and then it wasn't and it just felt pretty clumsy around the 60 minutes part pretty lame yeah like it was I thought it was pretty bad, honestly. It just wasn't... I would have been fine without that. It might have worked better if they had, like, a scene or two at the beginning of the movie of them, like, interacting with each other. But, like, I don't know. Yeah, it wasn't built up at all, so I didn't really care about them. I just cared about him. Yeah. Yeah, give us, like, some scenes of them, like... There were people living in this house before. Like, do they have, like... I don't know, like, something of... Maybe you could do, like, a some kind of video or something where they have them it's the people in the house that lived there before but you can see like marcel and other people like in the background like interacting something that kind of sets that up better but marcel is attached to them but we are not so then yeah right yeah it's like okay cool (laughs) yeah yeah, like like, in marcel's shoes then i don't really care (laughs) well it's relying on his like passion and dialogue the whole movie to kind of sell that so it's you know whether that works or not is I guess subjective, but yeah, I think I, I, I did like it. I would like to rewatch it and obviously catch everything and then be in a different headspace as well. Just be yeah. able to absorb some of that stuff yeah, more. It's good. It's only an hour and a half, right? Yeah, for sure. It's going to be an easy rewatch, but um, yeah, that, and then I think everybody kind of agrees. The ending is like the weak point, but there was some stuff like, 
you know, my logical and nitpicky problems. I didn't actually care that much in this movie. Like, does does this make sense? Could this actually happen? Doesn't matter. It's a talking show. show I feel like shoes. you have to tie into it like right away or for sure. And I did, but like the ending, it like I feel like the ending. There's something that just like doesn't make sense, and I just was laughing. I, was I like, wonder if it's the same it? thing that is for, bothered me, but it could be. Yeah, but it is a nitpick. What yeah, I, for sure. Yeah. We'll get into it at the end. And uh, spoilers here, which I feel like might be coming up soon. I don't know. Um, does anybody else have general non-spoiler thoughts? I know Yes. Travis had something lined up. Alyssa has some stuff lined up. Who wants to start? Um, I can start. So Go for it. Kyle, you did not cry, right? Uh, no. Are you kidding me? We don't need to get into that then. I was going to ask if... Uh, Making you cry does that make does that automatically make the movie a five? But we can say if it made me cry, it probably it probably should be a five. I don't know if I've ever cried in a movie before. I have cried at many (laughs) multiple movies, but every time I do, it's probably if it can elicit that kind of emotion. Though maybe that kind of lessens with age because I feel like it's easier to cry the older I get, but Hmm. more life experiences, I guess. So I have more things to remember and be like, yeah, that sucked. But. It's it's hard to get me to cry in a movie, especially something like this. Like I just can't like surrender myself it's, to be like emotionally yeah. attached to something I know is like fake and is also a movie. Like it's I hard to get me to cry so in bad. real life. So how am I going <laughs> to cry in a movie? Exactly. It's, it's actually pretty happen. easy for me to cry at movies. Now I feel like, but no, I didn't feel like this was one that would have made me cry. But you're weak. Emotional damage. <laughs> <laughs> no, there was none of that. No. I think that because when in 2010 I was like 13 years old, so I was still I was pretty young. I'm a little bit younger than you guys, so I think that kind of I didn't cry a lot. Like I shed a couple tears, but um, I think that just the nostalgia and then watching it as a kid kind of added to me my emotions. So yeah, I could see that. I mean, the part that you're talking about that you told me that you cried at is supposed to be an emotional scene. So if it works, it works. But yeah. So you didn't cry as much I'm not as Marcel cry. did in the movie? Me? Yeah. No, I did not cry as much as Marcel did. <laughs> but Or maybe exactly as much as he did because really he's tiny. So <laughs> it's not true, that much. That's true. If you're talking about volume. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Oh, one note. Um, I cannot for the life of me, like, I still think or refer to Marcel as a female and I think it, and <laughs> I know gender is a, a weird topic these days but uh so it doesn't really matter but I don't know the name the voice and then it's it's voiced by a female so like I don't is know Marcel I, always, not a, I thought that's I always, a boy's yeah, name yeah Marcel is female. definitely a it's boy's a, name I so well, okay. I will say Whether it's I always thought it was not, a boy the whole time it's uh, for <laughs> some reason my brain thinks female I don't know. You're not the only one. My girlfriend thought the same thing, but I, can't, I was just like, like I can't. I, fix I only saw as head. a boy the entire time. <laughs> yeah, I, I viewed him as a as a male, I guess. Yeah, because the voice is is like it's a I'm it's a female voicing him, but I feel like it's altered enough where it sounds like a male. It sounds like a boy. I mean, it's like you think like Ash like Ketchum from Pokemon or stuff like. Yeah, like, it sounds like a kid for all sure. All the times it sounds like yeah, a kid, but it sounds like a boy. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's a me thing, but I just had to 
a ton of anime characters when they're young boys are voiced, voiced by, by women. women. So maybe that I'm just used to. That. Yeah. Or yeah. even in cartoons. It's like uh, Goku, yeah, like Ash, yeah. Yeah. Luffy, Luffy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Tommy Pickles from Rugrats is voiced by a woman. Also, mm-hmm. yeah, and Phil and Lil are the same person too. I think. Huge. <laughs> <laughs> Going down the rabbit hole. Um, last thing, last thing I, I'll say is, uh, yeah, as far as like humor goes and stuff too, I I wasn't like laughing very much. There's a couple things where I smile and I'm like, oh, that's humorous, but. I don't know if it's going for those like laugh out loud moments, but regarding comedy, I have a couple specific yeah. moments that I thought worked and didn't work. Look, the Wayne me... Gretzky bit went on a bit too long. Thought it was it go on a bit too long, and then I was like, okay, we can yep. we can move, move on. on. Yeah, yeah, I felt that uh, the peace and love bit was pretty good. I did like that. He's like war. Okay, war. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just ended um, the war. That did get. I, was I thought that was pretty funny. No, I know what you're talking about. It, I thought that, it was funny. No, <laughs> I did think that was funny. That one might have went on a little bit too long too, but I thought it was funny. Like, oh yeah, I sign all my things war and hate or something. <laughs> I don't, it's just funny because like someone's actually acknowledging like, yeah, of course you're gonna be like. Peace yeah, it would be yeah, dumb. You oh, would never just... put it with anything <laughs> else. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, and then uh, some good tennis ball tech. Love the tennis ball. Uh, vehicle <laughs> and, and the humor that it brought. Yeah. Yeah, not too bad. I mean, I honestly, the humor worked on me quite a bit. Maybe I'm just immature, though. Yeah, I laughed a few times. <laughs> I thought there it, was... I mean, no, I was I never was like, sad. I just think it was not like a belly laugh, like, ah, but I was, I thought it was really funny, actually. Like the things, I think the things that worked the best were also in like the short and then those were just brought over also. See, that could be part of which it. Were, See, I never saw the short. So it was all original to me. Yeah. So like, and that worsened that, I think that lessens the movie too. Cause like that stuff is already, is already there to, to draw from. And it's like the short's only three minutes and you've had 10 years to come up with new stuff for Marcel. So yeah, but why is it? See, that's why I liked it though. Yeah. Again, I liked that's, that that's playing was, to the nostalgia the same of it. Marcel. But doesn't that kind of fit into the movie? Because in the movie, they make those shorts, right? Yeah. That's how it they starts. They are making so the video. So they, they do literally kind of just, tie it in. So it's like meta? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. It's just too deep of a movie for you, Kyle. <laughs> well, obviously, I'm yeah. fucking sleeping, so. Yeah. yeah, I think it was meta. Like, it was literally, he was making those videos, and then this was and everything else. And then he published else. it. Yeah, yeah, so it's the same lines yeah. because he was making the video. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Airtight. But. <laughs> Airtight. Doesn't mean I have to like it more. <laughs> nitpick of mine, though. So I was totally on board with him being a shell with shoes, and, like, that worked for me. Because mm-hmm. a shell means like you think snails anything with a shell crab it lives in that right mm-hmm. but then when like his family were like like uh tampons and stuff yeah it totally then it kind of went too far for me that was my nitpick the, oh, i knew it i thought it was gonna be the same thing yeah because those are like i felt like i thought the point was that they were they're mollusks so they're actually living creatures just with like a different like yeah. they make them anthropomorphic. Yeah. But then when you bring in t- things that could are not alive like at all and, and make stuff them, too. Yeah. And make them yeah. anthropomorphic. Yeah. It's like, like that kind no, of bothered me, honestly. <laughs> like it was, it kind of took me out of it a bit. Yeah. Because well, I, like, I liked how the spiders were like self aware, you know, also like the, the storm drain spiders. Yeah. Like other living things were like aware of this environment. They were, but cute. then you bring in obviously fake, but 
Thank you. Well, yeah, but then you it bring it, in, it looked like just saying bringing in, bringing in non-living things and then making them alive and anthropomorphic. Then it's like, where does the, where do you draw the line then? Yeah, why then wasn't what, the computer why, alive? Yeah, why why wasn't are, the isn't yeah. everything alive? Exactly. Yeah. That's where it went too far for me. I'm like, they could have just kept, even the peanuts were fine. Because yeah. I'm like, okay, they're living inside the mm. peanut shell. But then it still fits. It's enough. But then I saw like the tampon, the pretzels, like the chat. I'm like, okay, now it's <laughs> kind of yeah. weird. Yeah, That doesn't make any sense. Then I agree. That is my one critique. I think they <laughs> took it a little too far at the end, but I loved the rest of the movie. So, and that was just a very short part at the end. So I kind of just ignored it. Yeah. Yeah. I tried to, but it did bother me. I know it's small, but it did. Okay. Um, do you want to get into spoilers? I mean, I kind of did with that a little okay. bit. But yeah. slight spoilers. <laughs> good, good segue. <laughs> There's um, the moment or, or a moment that also said I missed, which is the biggest part. Yeah. Nana Connie's death. Yeah. Yeah. Kyle was asleep for that part. She went, I, I'm, but I'm not wrong. She went into the fucking dryer, right? And that's how she died or the washer. Isn't that what killed her? No, she just no. died in her sleep. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because she had the Band-Aid after. I remember that. Yeah. But yeah. then I thought she had, like, sustained too many injuries or something and died. No, she well, was just he old went, uh, and yeah. frail. Yeah, she, oh. like, I think that was, like, the final thing. That happens a lot with old people, right? It's like they're chugging along. They're, like, kind of, you know, they're old and, like, going to not be there forever. But then they, like, have a fall. And then that's what, like, starts the whole downward spiral. Yeah, and, and then, this. yeah, he went up to her bed and then it never shows her, but like he's up there and then he's like, that's when you know she's dead. Okay. Because she's not waking yeah, up. She, There's, just, she went to sleep when they were filming the 60 minutes. Yeah, and that was it. See that? Okay. I knew there was something with the 60 minutes. I was like, some part after that, I do not remember. I remember them showing up to yeah. the, his house and then like he, well, he blows up, I guess, from the first YouTube video. So... Then there's the 60 minutes thing. And then I missed some part after that. And then basically him reuniting with his, with his family. I have no, I have fucking no idea how that happened. Yeah. It was, it so, was you so fell rushed during like the third act. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It was so rushed though. Honestly, it was, that was it what was, was so clumsy. Really it's like, Oh yeah, we loved the 60 minutes. We might want to film more cause we found some extra things. And then all of a sudden it just like does like cutaways to, Oh, we found the person. She's working in Guatemala. Oh, she told us calling on where Mark is. And then, oh, we're at Mark's house. They're arguing again. That means they're probably hiding in the shoot, the sock drawer. And then they go to the sock drawer and there they are. All. Oh, so yeah. It's that's just how like, he moves them was. Like yeah. They when they argue, the they hide in the sock drawer. So, yeah, it was set up, but it was so That's also like a weird. Rushed. That's a weird point, too, though. Why would they hide in the sock drawer? I thought it was weird too. I'm like, if they're gonna move out though, wouldn't they take all their socks? But yeah. Well, that's how the family went away because they were all in the sock drawer, and then he just yeah. dumped the drawer into, <laughs> into his the bag. bag and left. But if they're like, if they're a family and they mature or ate like at the same, hypothetically the same as like humans, right? Marcel's a kid, Nana Connie's a grandma, with like the same, right? A kid is he's naive as a kid. She's as wise as an old woman then wouldn't somewhere in the middle you would you wouldn't be hiding just because like the the adults are arguing i you're, I you're basically saying I they're all like, kids it's just because like, they're little shells yeah so like, yeah but they they have their their whole house or environment or whatever set up so why would they run and hide in a sock drawer 
because that's their safe place. When that's what I'm saying, though, is there's like two parents in there. There's around. two older shells in there. Well, no, it was because the people, when they argued, they started breaking stuff and throwing yeah. stuff. So they figured they hide in the sock drawer. They was safer than because they kept breaking stuff and they might get. Yeah, like, they were like throwing stuff around and stomping. They might around get hit by it. So if they're in a drawer, they're not going to get hit by anything. Maybe you should watch the movie. Yeah, no, I, I, I told you. The Maybe we should have went to an earlier showtime. <laughs> All that the is not parts. on me. That's on you. You were the one working late. <laughs> Good job, Kyle. All right. <laughs> Anything else? I don't have. I, I, I'm hoping. I wanted you guys to go off on this, and I can just add my thoughts in because I cannot. I can't remember shit about it. Do you have any good dreams, Kyle? While you're. In the <laughs> yeah, I dreamed the movie was out. over. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, mine was just what I loved about it was just a lot of those little points. They were like, other than the humor, I thought that parts was good. We're good, and I like see this as being a movie that could like families could love. But for some reason, it's like such a small release, and I feel like this is a movie that would do well. But maybe I, I don't know. I don't I know anything. The marketing, about. The, like, there's no way to market this movie though. Like, yeah. who do you market it to? It's like too. It's not for like young young kids. I don't think they can grasp it. It's not like for. But I think older people that missed good. the. Yeah. Yeah, older so, people that missed the boat on the YouTube video. And then it's like, what do they grab onto? What I think happened was I think they announced in 2014 that they were making it into a longer movie and now it's 2022 and I think that Dean and um, Jenny were married and got divorced and I think that kind of extended the film time and everything and put a hold on everything I think that this movie would have done a lot better if it was released in like 2015 Mm-hmm. closer to when yeah. they first came out with the idea. Yeah. But yeah, I but think like a lot of the things like the streaming and the TikToks and stuff work better now. I agree. I thought that it was cool how they incorporated that into it because obviously TikTok isn't a thing in 2010. Yeah. So when they started incorporating that into it, it was it was pretty much just like Marcel revamped to fit yeah. in with 2022. So they did. They definitely did a good job of making it a 2022 movie, I think. But I think that the movie would have done better in like 2014, 2015. Yeah. And honestly, it kind of reminds me of almost like Lilo and Stitch, where it has like those like kind of deeper elements. Like obviously in that one, it's like two sisters living together without parents. And it's like that whole kind of thing, which you can totally ignore as a kid and not think about. But it's still like a theme that's in there that maybe triggers something in your little brain. And this one had like dealing with loss and mourning and grief, but also like his place in the world. I mean, one of my, some of my favorite parts was when the grandma like said to, he was talking to her and she, he was like, what if everything like changes or whatever? And she's like, it will. And like, that's just, like such a powerful like saying, cause it's like, yeah, it's going to change and you can keep fighting the change or keep putting it off, but it's going to, and like that is not necessarily a bad thing. But then also you have like the ending when he's like, I would have never stand stood up here. And he has like his shell makes a song, like a sound that's like a beautiful sound. And it was him like finding a place in the world and being comfortable with himself and going to a place and also connecting with where she, his, 
grandma who he lost used to always go. And maybe that's the reason why she went there. It was like so much in such a little, like there was so much in like these little scenes with just like two lines that were so much bigger than the rest of the movie, honestly, for me. Yeah, I agree. I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, it's a kid's movie. Who's this movie for? But I think it could be for anyone. Like, I think a kid could watch it because it's animated and it's It's funny, funny. And there's some little things in there that children would find enjoyment from. And then people that watched it and have that nostalgia or even just adults that haven't seen it. There's a lot of good lessons in it that I feel like could really work for any age. Yeah, because I had no nostalgia going into it. I had never seen the original, so. Yep, it does deal a lot with mourning. Top of the morning. <laughs> uh, yeah, I did like that aspect of it. Like um, his grandma pushing him to like see the world and it's okay to leave things behind or like you know, just pushing him to be more adventurous and like to experience the world and like basically he'll be fine without them and, you know, things change and have to change, all that good stuff. Yeah, you can't just be comfortable forever. No, but I do like being comfy. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, this is coming from the guy that says he could never leave his house and be happy again. (laughs) Never leave his house again and be happy. Okay. Uh, I, Any good? Yeah, I uh, wanted to touch <laughs> yeah. on one thing. It was um, interesting that Jacob brought up Lilo and Stitch because did you guys know that the director is doing the live action remake of that? I didn't know that, <laughs> but boom, I killed Huge. it. Look at me go. <laughs> Should be a scout. A movie scout. Uh, yeah. I have two little notes, and then um, I do have something I want to talk about that falls in line with star ratings and just Please. ratings in general. Um, a specific moment that I really liked was like her burial or memorial. I thought the way it was like staged and everything was really cool and creative. I don't know. I just really liked the that scene, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I, I loved just in general the design of how he made the grave too. But Yeah, with the clean like, chest piece. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Might have been sleeping. Oh, <laughs> Might have missed that. Wait, did and, you miss that, Kyle? I don't remember what you're talking about. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, that's that's why you hated the movie so much. You missed I didn't hate part. it. <laughs> Kyle absolutely hated the movie, and that's why. No, he only saw half of it. That's the problem. Yeah, <laughs> he just missed half the movie. Uh, and then I did like the like 60 minute mockumentary aspect of it, but I didn't really care for the inclusion of the director. I just thought in the movie. Was, yeah. Like they, they didn't go deep enough into it. And anytime they did, I was just like, I don't, I don't really care about the director. Well, Oh, like when they included him in the 60 minutes. Yeah. Or... And just like how he was like, kind of like not breaking the fourth wall but he was like interacting with his subject while filming it i didn't mind yeah he's it, like the like, interviewer I, also I but like uh, they could have done a little bit more or just like or less i don't know <laughs> well is it enough for you that so we were listening to another podcast and they said the same thing how actually the movie makes it makes it meta because him and jenny slate were married and then they were going through divorce while making this movie. And then his character in the movie is going through a divorce. 
like yeah, at the same time that jerk off happening. hand motion. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like there are a lot of oh, yeah. personal. Who the fuck cares? <laughs> exactly. I think I think they put a lot of personal things into the movie, and I mean, I get if you don't care about their lives or don't know the background, those are just gonna go right over your head, and you're gonna be like, "Why is this in here?" So. Well, I like that. When I heard about that, it made me like it more. A little meta aspect. I was like, because yeah. I didn't like, I didn't care for his his inclusion in it either until I learned that. And I was like, oh, yeah. so it's a little bit more like personal. Making the movie is what helped him, but also in the movie, him being with Marcel is what helped him through it. Yeah. Sure. Precious. I feel like it's. I feel like it's one oh, of those precious. things you're either gonna love it or you're gonna hate it. So I feel like Travis is not a fan of that. Uh, for the record, I will be like more positive than you think on this movie. Yeah, I think this movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm just saying gonna... that particular part. I feel like you're like, oh, I don't care about their lives or the inclusion in it. So Travis doesn't care about anybody's life but his own. All right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the center of my own universe. Dead kids. <laughs> Travis loves them. Hero of his own story. <laughs> We're all just NPCs in it. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, you want to get into your starting thing before we give starting? Uh, yes. Or should we give them and then so get I into this? I have a question, a pointed question. <laughs> Is Box turning into IMDb? <laughs> okay. I will In, say I did not look at the rating of this before I watched it. I just looked at, just saw it re- right when I checked this in. I was like, whoa, I did not expect that. In what way? You have to be more specific okay. than that. Well, there's for a few different reasons, but this movie is number 59 of all time. Okay. On Letterboxd. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then so is, uh, well, yeah, everything, everywhere, all at once is still in the top 10. And mm-hmm. the thing that ruined IMDb for me, well, one of many things that ruined IMDb for me was seeing a lot of recent releases crack the top 250 so quickly. And I was doing a little research and right. some of the entries in the top 250 on Letterboxd are pretty gross. And Kyle, I know we love to have our little uh, <laughs> chats about Letterboxd policing and what people are doing that they shouldn't be doing on Letterboxd, such Correct. as mm-hmm. rating the mm-hmm. fucking Marcel the Shell shorts, uh, rating TV shows, rating YouTube videos, get real, the shit needs to stop <laughs> <laughs> okay so if we're talking about the well if we're talking about letterboxd police this is a dnf for kyle so i don't want to see his rating oh. on there. <laughs> i'm gonna rate it um i don't know if i'll okay, log it on letterboxd so... i don't know if i will log it on letterboxd until i can rewatch it okay. fair. but i will That's rate it fair. on the show that is fair that's a fair compromise but um... i'm saying if you guys are gonna be the letterboxd police you gotta follow <laughs> your own rules I don't know how much I missed of it, so I, I probably won't put a rating on Letterboxd, but I'm gonna rate it on the Did show. As far now? as as far as <laughs> No, I think that's fair. I can I can compromise with uh, that. Uh, yeah, I sent this th- to Travis uh what was it, two weeks ago, that that YouTube video that made it onto Letterboxd somehow. Yeah, what? it's fucking gross. It needs to stop. Um The Rainforest Cafe one. Yeah, the Rainforest Cafe one. So and and it's you- put on YouTube like it is a YouTube video. Everyone's like, Oh, what's the difference between this and a documentary short or a short film? Like, Label. I don't know, but I, I yeah, like, you know, I don't know, but I also know I have a feeling that it's this is not 
it's not going for those. Maybe Letterbox just needs to block it. Get rid of shows. There's get rid so of many everything things except like movies. it though that slipped through the cracks. Anyway, even RRR is in the top 250 right now. Like, what are we doing? Yes, <laughs> man. People love that movie. It looked so dumb, but what is I'm this interested. movie? Monica and Friends lessons. Like, what is this? Yeah. So as Evangelia far as like the recent 2.0 stuff, no plus 1.0 thrice upon a time. <laughs> get real. As far as the recent stuff, obviously there's going to be recency bias. And then the more ratings that come in, it'll go, it will keep going down on the list. But everything everywhere started so high that it was number one at one point. So it's at it number 10 now. Down. Yes. Down. But like, how low is it going to go? I don't know. I don't know. And I'm I mean, scared. people do love that movie, though. Yes. Yes, but Letterboxd, okay, so the, also the difference between Letterboxd and IMDb is if you look at like the Letterboxd top narrative films, you see some different in the top, top ones like Come and See, Harakiri, even um, the movie that I said I was going to pick as a premium, The Human Condition, all of those are up there. Like, I don't even know if those are in the IMDb ones. And yeah, there's still a lot of like stalkers up there. Yeah, you have some more unique ones. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's tough. Maybe they need to have a separate list for. I don't actually know. I don't know how you do that. Well, didn't they? They changed IMDb's rules. I think where like if you got, if it was X amount, of, it couldn't break the top two fifty within a certain amount of time, and then had to have a certain number. See, of I votes. think that's a good, like, yeah. maybe like five years at least. But if we're talking about like the thing with IMDb too is I feel like there's more fake profiles on IMDb than Letterboxd that are just either review bombing, either so review random, bombing yeah. or like review surging. I, don't I know think what the that's bleeding into Letterboxd though. Whether you I would say that as as its popularity grows, yes, which is the problem with it getting more and more popular. Yes, I like that it's growing, but the more the more general population that comes in is, is going to be bad. Remove the free tier. Everyone needs to pay Ooh. to be on Letterbox. I like it. Controversial. <laughs> exclusive. Exclusivity. Yeah, exclusive. I, I am not a patron or pro or whatever at this point. I am a freebie. But yeah, you would I get would kicked. pay if push comes to shove. Oh, no. I would pay. We've been paying for years <laughs> now. <laughs> We've been paying for like at yeah, least two years true. now. Yeah, yeah true. you guys are heroes. Definitely heroes. Um, no, yeah, I don't... Uh, uh, again, I think it's I think it's just because the popularity grows and newer people coming on, or maybe the younger ratings, people coming on. The ratings can only be in the top two fifty if you pay. You can only rate movies if you pay. They're <laughs> even worse. <laughs> I was just saying you can rate them, but they won't affect the top two fifty. Yeah. Oh, okay. unless you're paying. Okay. There you go. Because yeah. people, only the people who actually care, are I wasn't pay. sure what you were saying when you said yeah. when that started. So. No, like okay. if you pay, then then yours counts towards the top two fifty. Everyone else's doesn't. Okay, now we're cooking with gas. Mm-hmm. Letterbox, hit me up. I know you're listening. I do have an extension of this conversation, uh-huh. um, but it's more specific to a twenty four than I oh, your letterbox. Okay, so are we done with the? Yeah, sure. All right, cool. Um, So last year, I thought A24 fucking killed it. And this is probably going to be more of a personal thing, so relax. I'll just start with that. 
But 2022 for A24, pretty disappointing from my perspective. Mm-hmm. After Yang was fine. Uh, X was disappointing. Everything Everywhere All at Once was Get too real. much. Men was disappointing. Marcel uh, the Show with Shoes On was good, but as being overhyped, like they need to do a little bit of course correct. They need uh, David Lowry and... Uh, yes, I do agree with that, though. John Baker and all these other great directors. David Lowry just had one, though, so he has to wait a while. I know, I know, but... Which Green Knight... You guys need to yeah, got to rewatch that as well because it's way Have better it than you thought. But yeah, Zola last year, Lamb, Red Rocket, Lamb. so many bangers last year. Oh yeah, this year, yeah, that's true. Well, they have have it's their banger year off year. Next year will be a banger year. But that's how it goes? I'm probably in the minority because look at the fucking Letterbox top two fifty. Yeah, that's yeah, true. that's true. Everything that everywhere is... and this is higher than those movies. I bet. I think it's when they try and be like too cute Appealing. or like emotional you know too important i mean marcel's oh, yeah. kind of weird for them to choose though it seems up there alley it seems in their brand yeah i think it seems i think it seems in their brand yeah we lost Alyssa. she's going pee do you have a piece <laughs> Oh, and Sorry. she's finished. <laughs> Perfect. That was a quick one. He just left it sitting. Yes, <laughs> the, no, I actually it. respect that. Save the water. Yeah. I'm not going to flush it for a dead wasp. Yeah. I actually respect that choice. I don't know. I was a little triggered when I lifted yeah. up the toilet seat and just saw the wasp. I mean, Kyle almost made there. out with you it. You didn't see the wasp. It was wrapped in toilet paper, dummy. No, it came out of the toilet paper and was just floating around <laughs> in the bowl. Well, well, Alyssa, haven't you, you ever heard the saying, it. when it's yellow, keep it mellow, and when it's brown, flush it down? I think yeah. <laughs> I qualifies. guess not. <laughs> I mean, I just see it as like a target to aim for, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right, well. Good for you guys. What are we doing with that last glaring? You want to drink it? I wouldn't mind. <laughs> you want to rate the movie first? Yes, I will. I guess, am I starting? Am I starting with the rating then? Well, who the fuck cares? I'm gonna get rated already. Marcel the shell with shoes on a four. My turn. Okay, I am going to give it a five. Travis, uh, I'm somewhere between a three point five and a four. I think I'll go with a four. I think I'll like it a little more on rewatch. Maybe I'm gonna go light three, but I think oh. it will also go up on a rewatch. Should we get a glass for that, or are you just gonna drink half of it? I can drink half of it. Okay, give it to me when you're done. Don't worry, I don't have monkey box. No, I don't care. I <laughs> drink after you. I'm just saying, give it to me when you're done. All right, uh, that was Marcel the Shell with shoes on. So moving on to nano reviews. Who Let's wants to? Who wants to start? Well, how much do you guys have? I think I, I mean I have one, but I don't know if we're talking about that in another episode. I, we are. It's next episode, Jacob. So here we go. Let's fucking. Should we get into this right now? I do. Here's have Jacob. One. Every time we fucking just set something in the future, watch it. Watch it that the day. same exact day. <laughs> And then three weeks go by, and it's time to review. It and he's like, "Man, I watched this weeks ago. I don't, you know, I don't have anything." Uh, to I watched I it remember. the day it came out. I'm sorry. 
you know, happens. Watches 2001 already. Last week, watched Prey well, already. 2001, <laughs> come on. We know where it's at. Just saying. So at I, least he's not, like, struggling to get the movies in on time before the show. I want them to refresh in my mind. Okay. Well, then I get yelled at. We have to leave right now. We're supposed to record, and we've just been watching <laughs> no, this movie. And so I can't go with my friends because I have to stay <laughs> in with him and watch the hands. I said no. Yeah, but you didn't offer to drive me. That's true. Oh yeah, I have to be the DD then. Yeah. No, <laughs> but then you could have came back and watched it. Uh no. Uh yeah. But I did watch one that was we aren't we haven't reviewed. Okay, so one one. Travis. For what? Sorry, what are we doing? Nano reviews. Oh, you're asking how many I have? Yeah. Yes. Sorry, I stepped away for a second. I didn't. Um, sorry, I wasn't prepared for this. Uh, Probably like two. Yeah, two. two Do you want to start then? Sure. I watched The Gray Man when I got home from camping. Huge. Because Kyle told me to. Mm-hmm. Asked him for a recommendation to uh, talk about on the show. Well, I knew it'd be good because I'm good. I knew obviously Jacob's gonna be here. I'm gonna be here. I think I'm a little bit. I think I could even change my star rating. Honestly, at this point, looking back at it, I'm like, oh, good as Marcel. No, it's better. Okay, here we go. <laughs> so I'm I'm right there with Kyle as far as uh, star ratings go. I think this is a entertaining, watchable movie, but. Uh, Beyond that, I don't know. I think with these types of movies, I'm looking for some like inventiveness or like something I haven't seen before. But this felt kind of run of the mill, and I could care less if they made a sequel to this, even though I know Netflix is gonna try. <clears throat> mm-hmm. um, I thought it was a little too flashy. I did think there were some cool sequences, but um, I think. The Russos over direct this. Like it's just Yes, they are not way good flashy. <laughs> um like the fireworks scene I thought was cool and I was loving the initial part of that scene, but then by the end of that scene it just got to be too much. And then I was like, Okay, I'm I'm out of this scene. And then <laughs> the freaking drone shots when they like establish yeah. a new city and everything yeah. is like a swooping like aerial shot. Who do you think they are? Michael Bay. I know exactly. <laughs> <laughs> cool <laughs> the drone shots. Where's the? <laughs> every time, like, do it once, maybe twice, but every fucking time when there's like eight of those in the movie, it's just too much. Um, but this is like the perfect movie for Netflix. It's got like bankable stars. It's an action movie which appeals to like a wide audience. Um, so like someone like Chelsea's dad would, this would be right up his alley, just like uh, Six Underground, another <laughs> Netflix banger that I haven't seen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the skydiving sequence. I know you guys touched on that in your review, and you said that. Um, I think you not. You basically compared it to out. Mission Impossible Fallout and was yeah. like, yeah, if you're going to do a scene <laughs> like that now, you need to. You got to do it like that every time. Yeah. So for me, yeah, it looked like a really good TV show or like video game cut sequence, but it, it like looked so fake. And Yeah, it was bad. Yeah. I didn't really like how it 
ended prematurely. Like they're just like midair and then it cuts and we're done with that scene. I thought that was weird. Yep. That was weird. Um, one thing I did kind of like about the movie, even though it's also lame. So the movie's PG 13, I would assume just based on the lack of blood. Is that correct? Uh, I didn't think about it for me. I have no idea. Hold on. Two seconds. (laughs) One. Uh, PG-13, yep. Okay. but That was way more than two seconds. I did like how they like <laughs> staged or framed that action. So they're like shying away from making it rated R. Instead of it being like unrealistic where like there's no blood or anything, they decide to like cut or frame it so it's hidden. And so I did kind of like how they were at least trying to be like conscious of that rather than just like, oh, let's just not have any blood and make it PG-13. Because like I think even... Now, I, I know this is, <laughs> Josh isn't here, so this is a safe space, but even in some <laughs> Nolan movies, you're like, that's not realistic. Like, he just shot the guy and there's no blood. Like, Yeah, yeah. Um, so I at least appreciated that they tried to, like, work around it to keep it PG-13, even though all movies should be rated R. Yeah. Well, they're think- used to that because they've directed 20 Marvel movies, so they're, yeah, they're getting pretty good at avoiding blood. It felt, it, yeah, it, I don't know if they can help it at this point and the inclusion of Chris Evans doesn't help either, but like it definitely yeah. felt like a Marvel movie, like some of the humor and some of the shots and yeah, it just, I don't know. Yeah. I think they could have, I mean, I, I'm kind of surprised it was PG 13 with some of the torture aspects. I feel like that wasn't, it's not like it was pushed hard, but like yeah. they do, you know, they show a, like a ripped off fingernail. There's a lot of ins- there's a lot of um assuming or insinuating going on with the torture. But the even which, the, the fingernails is off camera. They'll show them like, No, no, no. I know. I know. I'm saying like but you're that's, but that's a you, they show fingernail. yeah and then they show so you know him put down happened. a fingernail. Yeah, you're that's what I'm saying is it leaves it doesn't leave anything to the imagination like you're you know exactly what he's doing, what's happening. So right. I feel like they push that a little bit more and I feel like even though I think his character could have been cooler if they if it was rated R, he could have been way more sadistic. They do a good job with keeping it PG thirteen and making him seem still psychotic. Just yeah. based off of the fingernail part, not the only thing I'm going to say about this movie is I'm really glad I opted out of watching it. I do hate anything that deals. I don't with watch that shit. Okay, like finger or like toenail mutilation. I can't yeah. stand that shit. Same. Like, and really? Like eye. Chelsea broke it's her teeth. nail teeth while, for me. We're, uh, really? while we were camping. Yeah, and I'm like, pulling I'm like, teeth. Stop, stop, stop. I am pulling I teeth. I can't do eye stuff or pulling Park teeth. Park Chan-wook, the old boy. Yeah, old boy. Oh, yeah. yeah See, oh, a lot I of people have the eye thing. Like, part. the eye one is common. I don't mind the eye. Yeah. I can't do pulling teeth after, like, a bad yeah, experience getting really. teeth pulled. See, I just like so. all of that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you're Dorian, I know pulling your own teeth is, like, a common nightmare. Like that's I've had the teeth falling yeah, in a dream multiple times. Yeah, I have so. that and it's like I that's but it why I can't watch it. It only bothers me dream. during the dream though. Then I wake up, I'm <laughs> like, Oh yeah, that was fucked up. I've never had that dream, but I can't do really getting like teeth pulled. Can't do it. See, that doesn't bother me at all. Have you ever had teeth pulled though? Yeah. Okay. That's why I can't do it. <laughs> I did. It sounds like a tree being pulled out of the root. Yeah, but did you feel it? <laughs> I mean, I was numb, so not really. Yeah, I, I wasn't. What? They just pulled it. 
Like they, <laughs> they're like, they were. You need this removed. To, <laughs> so they gave me like the numbing shots, and then they gave me like some gas to breathe in. But my dentist was literally an eighty-year-old man. So I felt. Yeah, no ev- wonder I felt you're everything. traumatized by. Yeah. See, I was I'm completely not kidding. Numb. I felt everything. No, so. they like had finished pulling it out, and they got. He was like, "We're done." I was like, "Ha!" Ah. Like I, I thought he was joking. He's like, "Oh, I'm serious." And he showed me my tooth. I was like, "Oh." Yeah. No, I felt. I felt everything. Like I could tell when it was out. Like I felt everything. Oh, was, that would suck. Bad. So that's why I can't do it. Well, I didn't feel anything. <laughs> you could hear it though. I was like. <laughs> Heavy metal. All right. <laughs> Anything else on the Great Man? <laughs> Sorry, we derailed you. <laughs> Sorry, what? but I digress. Anything else on the Great <laughs> oh, Man? No. Sorry, you got okay. derailed there. I I will just uh, point out I'm having a little bit of audio issues on my end. Hearing us, or what's the issue? It seems like a connection issue. I uh, yeah, because there was one point where you kind of cut out, yeah. and then you like sped up, like yeah, all of your audio like, was. <laughs> <laughs> It was yeah. pretty hilarious sounding, <laughs> but uh, That's yeah, on my end for all of you as well. That's great. Oh, great. Oh. Okay, but we'll it, on the recording, it'll sound fine. But um, yeah, but we definitely yeah, heard that. It. Yeah. Uh, okay. One last point regarding the Gray Man, and then we can move on from this, you know, mediocre, watchable movie. Uh, I did like some of Ryan Gosling's looks. I loved the maroon suit at the beginning, especially when he's holding the uh, toy gun, the squirt gun. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. And then the tracksuit was good. Some of his other outfits, though, not so good. I mean, it is an action movie. How did overall? How did you feel about this set pieces and action? Like, some of it was cool, but some of it was again just too much. Like too flashy, too much like CGI. Like the the train sequence was kind of cool. The skydiving sequence was. A little too CGI heavy. And Skydiving sequence sucked, and, but yeah. See, no, but, I liked I liked the fireworks at that one part, like yeah. that whole scene, and then I liked when he was uh, handcuffed, handcuffed to the bench. Yeah, yeah. bench, and that's about it. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. And then um, I did actually like some of the stuff towards the end when they like, you know, it's like the the big showdown basically. Yeah, but some of the shots of. I think it's Anna de Armas's character running in, like infiltrating the mansion or whatever. I thought some of the shots looked awesome there. And then I did like the like end final like hand to hand combat scene. That was cool. Pretty cool. So you liked Anna de Armas? Oh, I love her in every movie. <laughs> hey pretty lady. Looking sexy today, are you? Looking for a date? Cannot wait for blonde. Gonna be huge. NC seventeen. Oh, hopefully, hopefully that holds. <laughs> mm. Okay, who wants to go next? I will. Great. So I watched. It's actually a movie I've been wanting to watch for a while now, but I finally just watched it. Because the price went way down. <laughs> and that is The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Oh. Tom Gormican. Gormican. Gormisan. I don't know. Did you rent this? I did. Nice. It was only like 5 or $6 now. I've been watching it for a while, like waiting for a while, but it's been like $20. I'm like, mm, I'm not that interested in it. 
Yeah, it stuck around in theaters longer than expected. So, like, I liked, I really liked Pig, but uh, still. <laughs> and yeah, I did like this movie. It's, I mean, like, you have to be there for the selling point. It way outstays. By the end, it really dives down in quality. I love the big, like, the first half. And mm-hmm. then it, and it's really meta about it. So, like, it starts out, you know, it's Nick Cage playing Nick Cage, but everyone else is playing as a fictional character set for Nick Cage. And it's just kind of about him and his, where he is in his life as a star, even though he's already kind of on his resurgence. But this is as if he wasn't on that yet. And I really like that part up to when he meets, uh, I don't know, the guy from Game of Thrones, I forget his name, Pedro Pascal. Mm -hmm. And he meets him. From Game of Thrones, he's from Wonder Woman 1984. Oh my God, fuck that movie. (laughs) And then I like the parts where they're kind of, like becoming buddy buddy and it's it the whole movie is like super meta which is like cool at first but it becomes like really draining by the end of it but like they're working together to make a script about them becoming friends and then it leading to a basic action movie which is exactly what happens in this movie so like it's just really a like meta movie and I mean, I enjoy that a lot, at, like quite a bit. It is enjoyable throughout and it's not like super long, 107 minutes. So it's less than two hours. So it doesn't like overstay its welcome. But I do feel like the last, the third act, I guess it would be, is pretty weak, it, which also is intentional. So it's kind of, it's like, do I fault it for that? But I do. <laughs> Because it still is, even if you know you're generic, it's still generic, right? But yeah, I thought it was well done. And just seeing Nick Cage being Nick Cage, playing Nick Cage (laughs) is fun, right? It's him. And it does have a lot of throwbacks into talking about like Mandy and stuff. So I give it extra props for that because Mandy's incredible. It mentioned Mandy in the movie? It mentions Mandy in the oh, movie. cool. Because there's, there's like a scene, which is spoiler, but whatever. Heavy metal. <laughs> like they have a prop room. There's a prop room in it and there's a chainsaw in it. It's like, that's a chainsaw for Mandy. I'm like, hell yeah. But yeah, it's, it is really funny because. Well, you could just spend the runtime of that movie watching Mandy. Yeah. Oh, I mean, everybody <laughs> should watch Mandy. Mandy's five stars, but. I think this is definitely more approachable. Mandy, I feel like it's not so approachable unless you're in the right mindset and everything going into it and wanting everything that it gives you. But this one, I feel like mostly anyone can enjoy. It's funny and it's a big, big names involved and just, yeah, it's just a, it's a good ride, but it doesn't too much overstay its welcome, but it definitely starts unraveling by the end. But yeah, it's worth a watch. I mean, and it's like five, I think either five or six dollars. So it's worth that price of admission. Okay. Yeah, there's nothing really else that stands out about it. It doesn't like look really great or writing's not super good. (laughs) It's just fun. I gave it a three and a half. Wow. 
I mean, I the first half is really good. Just kind of falls from there. It's about what I expected, I think. Yeah. I mean, when this movie came out, again, another movie that got so much praise. So much. Remember when it was touting that 100% on Rotten Tomatoes for as long as it could? Yeah, that's... It was that, all the advertising, like, sur- like encompassed that. It was like, this movie has 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't understand why it would be that high. I mean, I think I'm kind of in line where it ends up now, though. Yeah, three and a half, literally, in Letterboxd. So, yeah. I think that's perfectly. No, acceptable. I just thought it was funny like that. It yeah it w- tried to bank off that for so long, but okay. Um, you want to go or do I? Or should I go? You don't want to talk about where the crowd ads sing. You're the only one that's gonna oh, watch yeah, that piece yeah, of shit. Okay. Wait, I was interested. Uh, I'll talk about it. Wait, have you seen it? No. Oh, you should watch it, but you should read the book first. So <laughs> you gotta read a book first. All right. Some people like reading, Kyle. So I did watch (laughs) (laughs) Where the Crawdads Sing. It's based on the book by Delia Owens. I think that she is the one that wrote that book. Let me look it up real quick. Didn't you read the book? I did read the book. You don't know the author? Delia Owens? (laughs) I'm just kidding. No. I'm actually embarrassed for you. Let's yeah, see, I would mean on. I was I'm vamping right now. Yep, I was she, that that is who wrote it. I, I read a lot of books, okay? So I was just making sure I was right. But um yeah, so I read the book about a year ago. So when I saw that they were making the movie, um I had to see it. So I watched it with my mom and sister who also read the book. And I and my sister also had the same opinions about it. I think that they did a really good job with it. Um, a lot of times with movies that are based on books, if you actually do read the book, which Kyle clearly does not, because <laughs> I, I don't know how to read it, making fun of me, his illiteracy <laughs> is really draining. Um, we send texts. He never knows how to read it. It's like a whole thing. Should I do like a description of what it is or not? Sure. Um, so on Letterboxd, it says, abandoned by her family, Kaya raises herself all alone in the marshes outside of her small town. When her former boyfriend is found dead, Kaya is instantly branded by the local townspeople and law enforcement as the prime suspect for his murder. So I think that they just did a really good job of adapting it into a movie. A lot of the things were very similar And they didn't really skip any important parts. There's definitely a lot more in the book. But, um, so like I said, definitely recommend reading the book. If you're going to watch the movie, Jacob, I have the book. I'll I'll lend it to you. All right. (laughs) But, um, it just, I mean, like it has more, but the movie is still good. If you don't want to read the book, I feel like the movie is still entertaining. Well, if they didn't leave anything out, then... Should be good. They didn't leave out anything important, but there's always more in the book than the movie. Filler. It's all filler. Filler. I mean, like, yeah, but not really. Like, for example, um, one of the scenes. Yeah, can we give spoilers in the nano reviews? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. No, so, please for don't. example, please don't. I really <laughs> want to read this book and watch. And watch you? the movie. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well. I won't at the request of Travis. No, honestly, um, 
I would be more interested in reading the book than watching the movie because I know the book is acclaimed and the movie doesn't mm-hmm. look to be acclaimed. Yeah. And um, I'm not much of a reader. I wish I was, but um, I don't know. I just prefer to do other things with my free time. Exactly. I used to be. Yeah. I read I've, a book every week at I've least. I've gotten out of reading a little bit, but this book kind of got me back into reading when I did read Yeah, I've it, heard good so things about the book, so I would be curious about the book. And the, the, you know, holds a the, special place. The premise is interesting. Yeah, yeah. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, it's got kind of a little bit of everything. It's got, um, you know, like the murder mystery portion and then kind of like the wildlife adventure portion and then kind of like the growing up coming of age part of it. So it's kind of a good mix of everything. But I mean, if we're if we're basing it off of other movies, it wouldn't be as high up. But if for a movie adaptation of a book, I thought that they did a really good job with it. And sometimes, you know, you'll read a book and then watch the movie and it's just completely different. The characters do not look the same as they're described in the book. Um, there's some important key parts missing, but this book. I mean, this movie really did take everything from the book. All of the characters looked how they were described. Um, not really given too much away, but Kaya, the main character, does have two romantic interests, and it kind of describes the way that they look in the book. And then in the movie, the two guys looked exactly how they're described in the book. So it kind of always bothers me when I read a book and then watch the movie, and there's something just like, super small that's off but um i thought that they did a good job Mm. i'm gonna come anything else um not really travis didn't want me to spoil anything so well what'd you give it did you say i think i gave it a four (laughs) four stars like i I said mainly just because i yeah, I gave it four stars, but not that it was a super strong movie, but I think for a movie adaptation of a book, they did a good job. So Cool. Okay, I watched a movie called One Cut of the Dead. I was interested in this movie. So you have not seen it? No. Okay, I'm not going to spoil it for Jacob then. Jacob, I think you will absolutely love this movie. Um, Now, going into it, this is a movie that everybody says you can't spoil. Gotta um, go in fresh or whatever. You I knew that there was you. Well, that you can. Okay, <laughs> that you don't want spoiled. That, that's that's spoiled shit. right now for you, Captain Fucking Literal over here. <laughs> that you don't want spoiled. Um, but I knew I knew going in that there was a um, faux like ending or whatever. I think that's pretty common. So, and the fact that like the people the news story or whatever that was like people were like leaving this and like not realizing I'm like how do you not realize it it's i feel like it's very obvious anyway um i fucking loved one cut of the dead um i think it pulled off just this the this tone of it and <laughs> like the 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 structure of this this three acts is like it's perfect, like the way it's laid out, and it's almost timed like perfectly as well. Um, yeah, just the way that it, it navigates that, and 
even it interweaves like it kind of feels like with how the music is and stuff and there's some parts to it that kind of make it feel like cheesy but intentionally cheesy and like my favorite kind yeah it's especially because it's like japanese but um (laughs) no i don't know it just it works perfectly for it and it actually is like kind of heartfelt and there's like some good moments in there and if you're like into i don't know like movies about movies or like movies about making movies or tv or whatever then this is also right up your alley like i didn't know that that was such a big integral part of the story i pretty much just knew that it was a zombie story and that it was um like about the the faux ending or whatever the fake ending so that's all i knew going into it and it's not really like a horror movie at all. I don't think I would call it a horror movie. I think it's largely a comedy and it works really well on that level as well. And you're watching it and you're seeing these things play out and it seems like really stupid, but then it pays off big by the end. So I loved it and I gave it four and a half. And I'll try not to say anything else because Jacob needs to watch it. I'm going to. But Travis did just also recently watch this, so... Yeah, uh, shameless plug, we did a digest episode of this movie and the sadness, so if you want to hear my thoughts or any of my co-hosts, go check her out. Which I would recommend. No, well, check out the movie on Shudder, check out the podcast. Yeah, Yeah. wherever you watch. Um, Going to watch the sadness this week and going to finally check out the episode. I wish I could... I wish I could riff off of some of your guys' thoughts, but um, sadly, haven't watched The Sadness yet. But I think sadness everybody liked... is pretty yeah. crazy. Pretty crazy? Well, I think everybody liked One Cut of the Dead. Even though watching it, like, was that everybody's first time watching it on your show? Uh, No, it was... Okay. My, well, I think it was my second time, and then it was first time for Matt and Paris. But gotcha. I like it even Who's... more on rewatch. Okay. Wait, I was just wondering because I, I like watching it. It's so clearly like not a horror movie at all. And I know it doesn't have to. It's it fits the. But it's kind of it's rooted in like the horror genre or it's like playing. Yeah, exactly. With... The genre. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it plays with a lot fact. of those tropes. And and it. Um, yeah, like I said, if you like just making like they do a lot of cool stuff with um, behind the scenes stuff like filmmaking and tv shows and stuff how realistic is it i don't know yes. but it's fun to watch fun fact it has a hundred percent on rotten tomatoes still to huge jacob That's 90 minutes pretty come good. on critic proof right you here watch tonight pop on it you gotta yeah it should be streaming at least did you, sorry did you already say it's streaming it's on, on shutter, shutter. Yeah. it's on shutter yep yeah which jacob has access to yeah beautiful Maybe I'll just buy it right now. Maybe. Okay, Travis, you have one more thing? Yes. I watched the classic, The River Wild. (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, The main reason why I watched this, this is a first-time watch, was because Film Junk did a retro review for Mm -hmm. their Patreon, and so I wanted to listen to that episode and figured it wouldn't really make sense to listen to the episode without watching the movie or have seen the movie and i think it's pretty mediocre uh not that i was expecting anything great but i was expecting like a fun 90s adventure movie Mm -hmm. and 
we kind of got that, but it's not as fun as you would hope. I think the the biggest takeaways I have from this is it looks great. It's uh, shot by, I believe, Robert Elswit, the guy that uh, PTA usually teams up with. He also shot oh, Nightcrawler wow. and um, a couple other banger movies like The Town. Um, so he's got some cred. So love the way it looked. Mm-hmm. Um, score was decent. That was by um, Jerry Goldsmith. Oh, love Jerry. Um, but yeah, like, I don't know. <laughs> the, I know, that's true. <laughs> I know. The action and like the practicality of the story just didn't really make a lot of sense. I don't know. It just felt kind of silly. Like the, the premise is that um, Meryl Streep and David Strathern are married and they have a strained relationship because he's obsessed with work. Classic 90s trope. Uh, dad working too much and not giving enough attention or care to the family. So they go on this, unlike our dad. <laughs> they go on this rafting trip and um, David Strathern's character shows up and surprises Meryl Streep and the son to do this little white water rafting trip. But then there's like these this gang of characters. That, well, it's mainly just two guys. It's John C. Riley and Kevin Bacon. They like make friends with Meryl Streep and the kid. And then there's like this weird dynamic between all of them. And then, you know, um, there's like conflict and and whatnot but um yeah i just feel like it just kind of runs out of steam or just goes on a little too long and i don't know just the the whole plan of the the bad guys just seems kind of silly and that's all i'll say without spoiling more Hmm. but um yeah it's it's terrible poster i gotta say terrible poster for this movie yeah, it is pretty bad. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's like almost two hours. And so maybe if it was like a 90-minute movie, it would have played better. But I don't mm-hmm. think this is like the like fun 90s classic that some people claim it is. Well, he was um, holding off on his making a banger until his next movie, LA Confidential. I think that movie is kind of lame too. You're fucking high. You love that movie? Holy Confidential is a banger. Let me see. Yeah, I need to rewatch stars. it. But. Fucking middle of the road bullshit. Right, it for <laughs> That's all this guy made. Check, check the tape. Yeah. I'd be more interested okay. in uh, Wonder Boys. This guy's best movie is Eight Mile by a Mile. Never seen it. You've never From seen Michigan. Eight Mile, and never you've, seen Eight Mile. You've never seen you, Eight you've Mile. Never seen Eight Mile. No, I oh just. I, I'm gonna be honest. I didn't watch it until like not that long ago, though. Okay. Because I was like, I need to. I need to have watched this movie. You two need to move out of Michigan immediately. I did watch it. gladly. Were you yeah, guys, but not until just recently. Yeah, it was a couple years ago. Growing up at all? No, not really. No. I mean, my parents listened to him, so yeah. Right, like, younger. I listened to him as a young child, so. <laughs> it's uh, kind of like Mackinac Island. Like, the first time I went there was, like, two years ago. My parents, like, exclusively listened to Eminem and Kid Rock when I was growing up, so. Hell yeah, my people. <laughs> had to support the boys. <laughs> that was my shit growing up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Eminem- you, did you see my dad's flag up north, Kyle? Yeah, I saw it. Chilling the most? Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. 
One of my uh, old screen names was Slim Shady three two six. Without oh no! Else. You shouldn't have. Classic. You didn't have to let us know that. My Just showing dad my fandom. Has these. <laughs> Every time someone asks, "Will the real some shady stand up?" Travis stands. I was like, "I am the one." My dad used to make these videos when we were like growing up, and he has one. He would like put them to music and everything. He works in IT, so he's into like all that tech stuff. So like early two thousands when. All that yeah. stuff was coming out. He was into it. And there's this video of just videos of my brother to that song. So. Oh, no. Well, I cool. Was, yeah. I also work in IT. Your dad sounds pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> he pretended to be Kyle Saturday night to buy beer. So. Oh, man. And it worked. That's <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. My dad literally used Please Kyle's elaborate. ID. My dad used Kyle's ID to buy beer Saturday so night. So there's an old story. He grabbed, he grabbed my wallet. He grabbed my wallet up by mistake, went to go buy beer with one of the with the, one of the neighbors and got to the gas station, didn't realize it was my wallet. And then she asked for uh, like payment or ask for ID, and yeah, so he they like pulls had out, to scan it there. Pulls out my ID, hands it to her. She looks at it and just fucking scans it. It's like, <laughs> all right, yeah, here. here. <laughs> That's amazing. But, but your dad my clearly dad looks twenty one, right? I I guess. But doesn't look like Kyle at all. I would assume he looks thirty, no. but <laughs> wait, your dad apparently. looks thirty. Well, he used Kyle's ID, so apparently he looks 30. Well, no, just the, the gas station, they, like, you have to scan the ID. So they're like, whatever, we'll swipe this so shit. So they just well, they needed an shit. ID that was 21 plus to scan. Right. So That's the story goes. Right, but right, he also right. had nothing to pay with because he had Kyle's wallet, so, so he Kyle bought him that beer. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, fucking scary. That's supposed to ask for a pin or something, right? Come on. All right, I don't have anything else. Does anybody have anything else? Did you nope. send her dad a Venmo request, Kyle? Uh, her mom gave me some cash, actually. <laughs> <laughs> she wrote the wrong. Kyle made three bucks off of it. So. I did. I made, yeah, I, nice. I profited off the deal. So, uh, anything else for anybody else? Nope. Travis, did you ha- did you need to elaborate on your other point, or was that done already? Oh, um, actually, it'll probably tie into what you guys are gonna mentioned for the next episode okay all right so that is it for nano reviews so you you, we're gonna get into it here i mean Mm -hmm. what's your so you guys are covering prey next episode correct that is correct so i'm hearing something about a comanche dub are you guys familiar that's what i watched i did watch the comanche dub and i will say there's what is the director's intention? Is it the Comanche Ooh. dub or is it the English? Because that's the I way I'm watching it. I don't care I how cool the- you are with your dub. What is the director's intent? Uh, the the mouthing is definitely not Comanche. Right. But what is so the So the actors intent? are speaking English then. <laughs> yeah. Then I will watch it with in English. I'm, the thing with dubbing and subbing, well, like for anime, it's... When you when it's subbed, you're getting the exact like you're getting the translation as intended. So like when they dub it, then they'll lose some they'll lose things in the translation, like to keep up with like tempo or or sometimes they'll change it for like a country's like vernacular or or just even like region specific things. But when it's live action, I want the lips I want 
the words to match the lips. I think I'm I don't want Kyle. that to be off. I don't mind an I'm anime. Normally, I don't watch. But... I agree too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't usually watch it, but that's how I went to a play to a friends to watch well, it, and that's how they watched. They it. wanted to watch it with Kimichi. Yeah. Okay. So they. Are Which I mean, I did think it was kind of cool, but it is cool. In the fact that it's inclusive, but it's not yeah. cool. It's not cool to watch it as a I native think English it makes speaker. Just the to be acting like acting worse too, right? Yeah. You if they would have the shot every scene twice, it. sure, I'll go with the Comanche with something. Or they could do. There was like some German movie that exactly, used yeah. uh, AI to make the mouth change to every language you switch it to in dub. What the fuck? That's at least it interesting. Used, <laughs> it used. I don't know if that fakes. would work. It did. It okay. used deep fakes. So like the mouthing. Yeah, but it, yes, it would, theoretically it would work, but like, does it look good? Like a deep fake? So what they did is they had the actors all like sit and have like hundreds of photos taken, like of them moving their mouth and stuff. So it does look good. Really mm. good. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's fair. But that's it's not like one, a cheap, it's not like a cheap that. filter. Deep no, fake. no, no, it's no, like, no. Okay. <laughs> like they had the actors. Money. Yeah. Make Got all it. the mouth shapes and stuff for every word that would be possible. Hmm. So, yeah, the main reason why I brought this up was because I saw in someone's review on Letterboxd that they said that the English actually took them out of the movie, so they had to watch the Comanche dub. But I feel the opposite. I feel like the Comanche dub would take me out of the movie more because I would be, like, focusing on... Oh, my God. I mean, this is the biggest hero (laughs) drop of all time. They say... The reason they're saying that, I know exactly why they're saying that, they're saying that because... Oh, they would not have been speaking English because they're native Comanche yeah, lang- yeah. like speakers or whatever. That's why they're saying that. They no, just want to be okay. a fucking hero. I will say that for yeah. me, it always <laughs> adds to it if they are speaking the language. But when the yeah, mouths so that, don't like match Travis up, said, if they did, if they me. filmed it twice, once in yes, Comanche and dubbed I would it or rather watch it, it and then, in the Comanche. Version. Sure, then yeah. I would watch it that way. But, but they didn't. Being dubbed in it, they didn't do it. I also agree with you guys. Yes, but yes. it does me. I think it's always better. If they're in that area, they speak it originally in that language. Yes. <laughs> Biggest hero drop <laughs> of all time. I mean, yeah, we t- <laughs> talked about Duel too, right? Like, or fucking the last Duel. Yeah. How that movie is in English, but yeah, obviously they're, yeah. Yeah, it would be better if it wasn't. Okay. All right. Well, so next week we are covering Prey. Maybe. I don't know if you guys want to do a double feature, but Prey's already train. out and you already watched it. I already watched it, yeah. Day Shift is also coming out next week. Talk to Jacob. I'm not Jacob on next week. I did watch a trailer for Day Shift, though, after Gray Man, and all I'll say is I'm intrigued, and mainly because <laughs> of Snoop Dogg. <laughs> I mean, I'm fine with Day Shift because I've already watched Prey, so... Yeah, I'm saying I think we could do a, a double like, feature. Yeah, I want to watch Prey ASAP. Prey is like, really I easy to watch. Hyped. I might so, watch Prey tonight, honestly. Prey's easy. It's on Hulu. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. I am hyped for Prey. Okay, well, let's Prey next week for sure. Possibly a double feature with Day Shift. And that is it. If you want to send us a question or comment, you can email us at sudsandcinemapodcast at gmail.com. Follow me on Letterboxd and Untapped at the KG Project. I am on both those as JSAL517. That's JSAL517. Travis, where can we find you? Uh, if you want to check out my podcast, it's Cinephiles Digest. You should be able to find that anywhere. We also do a spinoff where it's like a horror double feature podcast called The Digest under the same feed. 
you're also into that. And if you want to find me on those socials, it's Travis Paul. P-A-U-L on the Paul. <laughs> Not P-A-W. Alyssa, anything to plug? I mean, I have a letterbox and untapped. So, yeah, my letterbox and untapped is Alyssa, A-L-Y-S-S-A, Brian's, B-R-Y-A-N-S. My name is, YouTuber name is Plain Rock 234 All right, thanks for listening. Cheers, guys. Bye.